Hello, my friends. Welcome. My name is Joe. This is The Joe Martino Show. And today we're going to talk about some questions regarding my episode regarding conflict. And then much to my reluctance, I am going to address the Gabby Petito, Brian Laundrie situation. Uh, We're going to talk about that. Not so much about them, but our society's response to it. Let's kick it off. This is The Joe Martino Show. You're listening to The Joe Martino Show, a podcast dealing with all things emotional, relational, and human nature. Joe is a licensed counselor in the state of Michigan, specializing in relationship therapy. He is also the author of the book, The Emotionally Secure Couple. All advice offered in this episode is offered for entertainment and educational purposes only. Enjoy the show. All right. Hello. Welcome. Welcome back. Before we get into today's topic, I do need to address the fact that I didn't put up an episode last week. I had an episode almost ready to go. I needed to record a few things for it, and I was traveling, and I had uh, I took the equipment with me to record those few things, and my computer broke, and so I was not able to do that. Uh, unfortunately, my, my keypad broke, keyboard broke. Uh, or wasn't working because it is working now. I'm not quite sure what happened, but so that's why there was no episode last week. Uh, and in the future, I I do try to say, hey, there won't be an episode coming. Uh, but yeah, so that's why no episode last week. All right, and then today's topic is actually going to be some emails. Someone wrote in. I got a lot of feedback on the conflict post. If you don't know what I'm talking about, feel free to look up episode 169. Uh, entitled let me introduce you to your best friend it's about conflict and conflict being your best friend and some people wrote in they're like hey i have some serious questions and the questions were were pretty wide like okay what about people that i am friends with and i feel like they're being ridiculous and i just don't want to get into the conflict that's totally fine you can totally make that choice you can decide not to get into conflict with someone else if you don't want to uh, there's no, there's no like you have to get in conflict, but you'll have to have a conflict with them in order to be healthy, right? So, so one person wrote in and they were talking about their friend and they're like, I just think my friend is being ridiculous and I don't want to get into the conflict with them. But, and you probably knew a but was coming, if you don't have that conversation, that conflict with them, the the relationship will not have the intimacy that it could have. It will stall. It will, it will essentially stagnate where it's at, and and that is just the reality of relationships. Is that relationships have to have conflict? Had someone write in there like, look, uh, my parents are are pretty um, neglectful. Uh, they've been neglectful my whole life, um, and we had kind of back and forth conversation, and they're mean to my wife, and right, and so he was talking about that and. He's like, I just don't want to engage in conflict with them. And I want to be clear, you don't have to engage in conflict if you don't want to. And if you want a relationship to continue to grow, if you want a relationship to continue to to develop, you're going to have to engage in conflict with whoever that person is. And this is why I say intentionality wins, because you have to, first of all, want that relationship to go deeper. Let's just be frank. There's a lot of people that I'm in relationship with that I'm okay where the relationship's at. So I don't engage them in conflict. There's a lot of stuff I see on Facebook. I'm like, whoa, nope. 
I don't engage it because it's not a place where, where the relationship will actually grow from the conflict, right? So there is an intentionality piece to this that has to be embraced. It has to be considered. You have to decide, do I want this relationship to go deeper? And one of the things that I'm constantly amazed about, I talk about this regularly, I, I think it's because I see it so much. I don't understand people who are hell-bent on being friends with people that they don't actually like. I, I just don't understand. And they're like, well, I like this. And I've talked before about like the whole, like, hey, if we agree on 80% or 70% of things, then, you, you know, we can disagree on the 20 or 30 and we can learn to navigate that. But there are some caveats to that. One, not everybody can learn how to navigate that. Not everyone knows how to navigate the 30% of disagreement. And they sometimes when you run into those people, they will make that 30% more like 70 or 80%. And when that happens, even though, yes, technically we agree on this 70%, but this disagreement is just always coming up and it's always, it's just time to move on. And, and there are people who get so upset when I say that. It's just time to move on. Well, what do you mean? That doesn't seem very nice. I'm not worried about nice. I'm worried about kind. And kindness is you be the best version of you. I'll be the best version of me. And together we can maybe bring some healing to this world. We don't have to get along to do that. There are people working right now doing amazing, incredible things to make this world a better place that probably I wouldn't want to be friends with or they wouldn't want to be friends with me. And it's okay. So let me try to summarize this. You do not have to engage in conflict if you don't want the relationship to grow. But if you want the relationship to grow, you will have to engage in conflict. There's just no way around that. All right. And then this next email, I actually told the person that I was going to say it this way. I got a long email. Long, 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 like long. It took me a while to read it and I read pretty fast about the Gabby Petito case. I'm not even sure if I'm saying her last name right. And Brian Laundry, And essentially it said to me, hey, why haven't you addressed this? And also, why haven't you addressed this social piece of it? And so I'm going to answer those questions. And then I think we're going to be done today because my guess is this will take up uh, the minimum allotment time that I have here. And I don't want to go into something else and run out of time. So let's first talk about why I haven't addressed the Brian Laundrie, Gabby Petito case. If by some chance you don't know what I'm talking about, Brian Laundrie and Gabby Petito were dating or engaged. I'm not sure which. Uh, and they went on a van trip out west, uh, saved up their money, and it was supposed to be a year trip. Uh, she died. He returned to Florida. Um, it certainly looks like he murdered her. And then recently they found his body in a nature preserve. Uh, and they haven't, I don't think, disclosed the cause of death. Hers has been disclosed as a homicide, and they've not addressed how he died. I don't think. I don't know. Okay, so first of all, I don't address that because this isn't a current events type of platform. That's one of the reasons. Uh, I will talk about current events, but but this one, I'm not sure how it connects to this. Uh, and there are some there are some things certainly we can talk about domestic violence. We can talk about murder, I suppose. Uh, but but this is a current event, and and I'm to be honest with you, I'm a little bit bothered by the voyeuristic nature of how society seems to have approached this case. There are some news sources that I follow, and I get you know articles from them, or I'm reading them, and. It got to the point where a couple of them were like, well, internet sleuths are saying this and internet sleuths are saying that. 
Imagine if I could talk and say that word. Internet sleuths are saying this and saying that. Well, internet sleuths aren't experts. They're a bunch of people sitting around on their computers, probably not doing anything all that productive for society. Now, I know I just ticked somebody off. I know a lawyer who does uh, internet sleuthing, actually solved a crime while she was in law school uh, based on her internet sleuthing. But there was an approach to that that ran a certain way. Like there was, you know, evidence that was public. There wasn't a lot of evidence that was public on this because it was an ongoing investigation. I know a lot of police officers, and we've talked about not this case, but about cases in general and the importance of police officers keeping information in-house, not feeding, you know, the the public's need to know. And I use that need to know phrase. I hate the word need there because I don't really think it fits. The public's desire to know. So, so I was bothered by that. The other thing is I don't have a lot to say about it. I just don't. I've got daughters that are close to her age. It terrifies me. Uh, I realize how easily it could be one of my children. And, and that terrifies me. Two families' lives are ruined. They'll never be the same. And I don't know anything about it. And I am very hesitant to comment on that. Because that doesn't make sense to me. That I would comment on something like that. I'd want to give it space. And, and so there is this level of, yeah, I, I would watch the headlines and my wife and I would talk about it. And she was actually uh, into it a bit more than I was. And she'd ask me, hey, did you see this? And I'd send her an email, hey, did you see that? And, you know, we talked about it. We talked about it with our kids. But, but to come on here and talk to you about it, what am I going to say? Well, so here's the thing. A poor woman was murdered. Her family is grieving. And I don't know anything about it at all, but I'm going to give you my opinion about it. And, and that's what I see. Like people are like, oh, the parents this or the somebody today, the clown cops, because I guess when Brian Laundrie went um, hiking, uh, the cops actually saw him go hiking. And when he came back, when they thought he came back, it was actually his mom wearing a baseball hat. And people are like, oh, the parents are involved. I mean, you know, I don't know any of that is possible. I don't know any of it. And so I want to avoid it. Then this is where the conversation to me gets interesting. My daughter and I had a conversation about this that she brought up to me. And I had this email, so that's kind of why I decided to have it. And, and the other thing is the emailer said to me, why aren't you addressing that we need to raise men who don't abuse women? Like, just point blank, that was the sentence. I actually read it twice. And to be honest with you, I laughed out loud because I wanted to say to their emailer, in fact, I did, how do you know? How do you know I'm not addressing it? And, and I know they meant, you know, how come I'm not addressing it on my podcast? Uh, well, you know, there, there are other things that I've not addressed too, like you shouldn't let your child walk around in a dirty diaper. I've not addressed that because I just assume that it's assumed. And maybe I should talk about it, but I'm just going to assume that the majority of my listeners know when their child's diaper is dirty, you change it. You shouldn't uh, lock your child outdoors at night. I have not addressed that. It's happened. And, and the emailer pointed out, uh, I have talked tangentially about the woman in Alabama who made her granddaughter run to the point where the granddaughter died as punishment. Yep, I did. But, but it was a tangential thing where I was like, hey, like here's something that shouldn't be done. And I didn't go into a whole episode about like, hey, don't don't abuse your kids. Because to me, that should be assumed. Now, I want to be clear. 
I absolutely 100% agree that we should teach our children not to hit women. My son loves to wrestle. He loves to horseplay. And we've talked about like, look, if you're going to horseplay, you got to kind of have to make sure the other person wants to horseplay. You have to make sure that the other person wants to wrestle. You can't hit people when you're angry. We, we, we talk about all that. But here's the thing my daughter said to me, and, and she is pretty centrist in her views. She has a lot of political views. Um, one of her frustrations, she told me, is that she, uh, she hates it when people think she doesn't have political views simply because she's more centrist. And I, I, I get that. I agree with that. Uh, I like to think that I'm a little bit right of center. She probably, she likes to think she's a little bit left of center. But one of the things that she said to me was one of the things that drives her nuts with her friends when they have these conversations is, or the memes, right, that she's, she's 19, so lots of memes. Uh, you know, hey, how about instead of teaching our daughters to leave abusive relationships, we teach our, our boys to not, our sons to not be abusers, I cannot tell you how I want to respond to that because it involves swear words and I won't say them on the air. But no, duh. Oh, wow. That's just brilliant. You know what else we should do while we're at it? We should teach people that it's wrong to steal so that we don't have to lock our doors at night. We should teach people that it is wrong to murder so that we don't have murder. Right? Like, like, if it's just a simple matter of making sure that we teach all of our boys not to be abusers, well, I mean, think about all the crime that we can stop. Think about all the wrongs that we can make right. It is a stupid statement to say, well, how about we just teach our boys not to be abusers? No, duh. Of course we should do that. And we should also teach our daughters that their worth is not in a relationship. And if they need to leave a relationship because some jerk is being an abuser, they should leave. It's not either or, it's both and. And so, yes, I take great pains to teach my child, my son, this is what a gentleman does. And, and that's important. We should teach him those things. You don't use your fist to solve problems. I'm not a pacifist, so I do believe that unfortunately there are times that violence is necessary but not in a domestic situation. But so I work hard to teach my son the necessary things about what a gentleman does, how he should act in a relationship, how he should act to other people. But I also talk to my daughters regularly about, hey, how are you evaluating your relationship? It's not okay for you to hit people either. It's also okay for you to totally walk away from a relationship for any reason if you feel uncomfortable. Whether it's your boyfriend a girl that's a friend, any relationship that you have, you don't have to stay in it. But can we please stop trying to make things so simple that we sound stupid? Please. Can we please stop? Like, like the thing that my daughter was saying this, she's like, my same friends who say that talk about how they want people to stop speaking from an agenda, but then they're clearly utilizing an agenda to have a conversation. Would I love it if all domestic abuse stopped? Of course I would. I have three daughters, and I'll just be really transparent here. I'm terrified sometimes when I look at the world we live in. And, and maybe this is because I sit with broken people every day. But come on. Do you really think that the laundries set out to raise a kid who killed his fiance and then probably committed suicide? I mean, there are evil people in the world, and I believe that there are probably people who intentionally raise abusers. 
But they've got to, I, I've got to believe that they are the minority. I'm, I'm not sure I'd want to get up in the morning if I thought they were the majority. Uh, and I'm not excusing what he did. Like, like, if he did kill her, and certainly it looks like he did, and if he was alive, then I would totally be for him getting the maximum penalty of the law, minus the death penalty, because I'm against that. But that's, I'm against that for everybody except pedophiles. And, and I am just confused by this false separation of, you like, oh, well, you can't teach your daughters to leave uh, you know, an, an abusive relationship if we say that we're somehow condoning violence against women. That's moronic. It's just dumb. No one is con- no one that I've heard is I, I hesitate to use a universal because there's probably somebody out there that is, but they're not condoning. Hey, let's you know what? It's okay to raise abusers as long as we teach our daughters to exit the relationship. That that's what I want to say. What what is actually happening is we're saying, hey, we have a problem. And there's probably multiple ways to mitigate it. Certainly we could solve it. I would love it if we lived in a world that was domestic violence free. I would love it if we lived in a world that was honest. But like here at work, I'm I'm at one of my offices right now recording this. We have to have paperwork behind three locked doors. You know what? Instead of having to put the three locked doors in, why don't we just teach people it's wrong to, to read other people's medical information? If I said that, if I said that at, at a counseling association meeting where they make the code of ethics, people would laugh at me. And those same counselors will go and say things like, instead of saying, why don't we teach women to leave relationships, we should teach men to not be abusers. Holy cow, that's brilliant. Well, of course we should teach men to not be abusers. And we should teach women to leave. The real problem that we have is we teach people that their identity is wrapped up in a relationship. We've not done a very good job handling relationships as a society, in my opinion. And I've talked about this part before, the Disneyfication of our world, right? In Disney movies, the bad guys are all bad, the good guys are all good. And, and certainly, killing someone is an evil act. But, but we want to go beyond that. We want his parents have to be evil. right? I even saw an article where he had a Darth Vader mask. There, evidently, his parents put their house up for sale when he was like 17. And, and there was a Darth Vader mask. Um in his room. And that was proof that he was going to grow up to be a killer. Like that's just absurdity. But the problem is, here's the thing. They were in love. They were young. She was beautiful. He's a relatively handsome dude. And we want to know why it happened. And we're not willing to say that it might've been something inside of Brian that was, that was wrong. And that's why it happened. He didn't learn to control his temper because we've adopted a society in our world that everybody's trying to do their best and it's just the best that they can do and we're just going to keep going. And so when we find the exceptions to that hogwash, we have to vilify those people because if we don't vilify those people, it could come to us. It could happen to us, but we would see it, right? Like if my daughter was dating somebody like that, I would see it. You might and you might not. I I know a couple... Uh, Their teenage daughter was dating a guy and they had no idea that he was gaslighting them. And they, they, now they're dealing with guilt. They're like, we should have known. How, how could you have known? Like short of doing things that also would not help her growth, that would also 
uh, delay her growth. How could you have known? But we want it to be simple. We want something like this to be simple. While we simultaneously reject religious ideas like, hey, people are sinful. And, and maybe Brian Laundrie gave in to sin. M- maybe he got angry and didn't control himself. I don't know what happened. I do know that we're not, gonna, we're not going to prevent it from happening again by using simple, trite, and unhelpful, stupid sayings. So we need to get out there. We need to, yes, I'm I'm 100% for, we need to talk about domestic violence. And we need to talk about how it is never okay to put your hands on somebody in a domestic situation, ever. We need to talk about that. It's never okay to choke somebody. It's never okay to hit somebody. We need to talk about that. But we also need to be wise and realize that there are going to be abusers. There's going to be people who refuse to deal with their pain. Next week, we're going to talk about how there's, there's a spectrum of, of trauma to performance. And, and we get our identity in the wrong places when we live at either end. But we also have to talk about the fact that there are just people out there that are going to do bad things. And wisdom says we need to talk to the people who are vulnerable to that, to let them know that they are empowered, to help empower them to walk away, to leave. And so if you're in an abusive situation right now, leave, please leave. And I know like what happens is is you feel like you're stuck. Part of the abuser's playbook is they box you in, they they eliminate friends, right? They isolate you. I, I know I'm telling you, I, I, if, if I can, I'll help you leave. I have a truck. I have friends that have trucks. I have friends that are police officers. If you live local, I'll show up at your house if, if you want me to. We, and I'll work, I'll walk you through. I'll, have to, I'll bring somebody with me, but I'll walk you through how to call a cop and have the cops come and help you leave. But, but this whole case, it just one of the things that drove me nuts about this whole thing is People were talking like they were experts when they didn't know anything. And to me, that's foolishness and it's a loss. It's just a waste of breath. It's like listening to sports talk radio. It's just inane. And then once it was all done and everything came out or as things came out, people started to just say more silly stuff and and make false, you, you know, either this or that. That just isn't how the world works. And so if you have sons, I implore you, teach them, teach them, teach them, teach them. And if you have daughters, teach them too. Here's the only thing I have to really say about the Petito laundry case publicly. It's a tragedy. It, it's I, literally, I feel sick to my stomach when I think about it. Because that was someone's daughter. That was someone's son. That was someone. Like those were people. They had hopes and dreams and ideas. And it's tragic. I, I was just reading in our local newspaper about a guy who died yesterday, uh, or not yesterday, the article is yesterday, he died last week, uh, just driving his car, just going home from the store, waiting to make a left turn, and some guy was driving drunk at like 7 in the evening, rear-ended him, uh, pushed him into another car, and he died. And it's a tragedy. And and of course, the comments were kind of, you know, vilifying the drunk, and what was interesting was a person got on who commented about the drunk driver 
and, and said, you know what, he's actually a really good guy. He did this good thing. The problem is that good thing that he did isn't, it doesn't outdo the fact that he killed somebody. Now, not murder, probably manslaughter. I don't know. I skipped all the days of law school. But, but see, there's, there's complications. It's not simple. And that's what makes these types of conversations so difficult. And, and our society's obsession with all-or-nothing thinking, we're actually teaching that in schools now as, as a way of, of talking. People push me on that. And then I'm like, okay, well, wait, what about this? What about that? Like, like I have kids in school, and they come back, and they'll tell them, I'm like, wait, wait. That's all-or-nothing thinking. And it makes sense because, like, all-or-nothing thinking is something that we do as a defense mechanism, and it's not like everybody that teaches doesn't have defense mechanisms. Right? But this all-or-nothing thinking, and then that this is not a technical term. It's my term, that Disneyfication thing. I need it to make simple sense so that I can at least sleep at night and know that it couldn't happen to me because the reality is it could happen to me, and that terrifies me. All right, so that's this week. Thanks so much for listening. I want to know. I want you to know I appreciate you. Uh, if you wanted to share this, I'd appreciate it. One of the things that I think is important is that we share things that we find valuable with other people. So if you wanted to share this with three of your friends, doing something that is an intentional act of sharing can actually improve uh, how your day is going. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, please share with a friend. And hey, give us that rating in your podcast store. Until next time, change possible.